0: 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase? Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.
2: All right, time for the news. The rock and roll news. New noise right here. Brought to you by the fine folks that bring you the Decibel Geek podcast. Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. You ready to get into the news, my man? Yes, sir. All right, you got a big list of stuff going on in the world of rock and roll today. A lot of stuff to cover. I got my little segment in the middle I like to do with the rock star birthdays and all that good stuff. So what is our first news story of the show?
1: Well, in uh, probably the least surprising news that you're going to hear this week, the Nirvana Nevermind Baby lawsuit has been dismissed for the final time. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've been following this, but the kid that was the baby on the Nirvana album cover decided decades later that he was going to sue the band yeah. for basically child pornography statutes.
2: Wow. <laughs> and, and in uh, reality, it was just like they gave his parents 10 bucks, and they were like, cool, and so that's all it yeah. is. Yeah.
1: Well, and then the, the dumbest thing is that a few years ago, before he brought this lawsuit, he redid the photo for like Rolling Stone or something as an adult.
2: With his wiener sticking out and everything? No, oh.
1: thankfully he had, <laughs> had swim trunks on. Yeah. No, that's the Tommy Lee version of the Oh movie. yeah, um, anchors no, away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it was uh, it was just another photo shoot. But it's like if you had such an issue with it, why are you doing a photo shoot as an adult? To, you know, redoing
2: it. Yeah, you'd be bringing back old traumas on yourself.
1: But I guess he had ten years after he discovered the violation to 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 file the suit, and the judge is like, oh, you waited too long. But also, it's it's a stupid lawsuit. There's no way that, that he was going to
2: win this. I mean, they could throw him 100 bucks or something and be like, you know what, here's 100 bucks. now stop trying to sue us.
1: Silly story, but uh, at least we're done hearing about it now. Right, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, because I remember like a year ago, that was that really flamed up again.
1: So uh, in Rat News, Bobby Blotzer says that he and the other members of Rat's classic lineup owe it to the fans to reunite one more time. He took to his Facebook page to share a poster for uh, Rat opening for Scorpions a day on the green in 1985 and wrote in the comments section, you want a Rat OG tour? Email Warren. He's locked in his rose garden. Yeah. Juan is locked in his house somewhere, but him and Stephen, woo, not good, because him and Stephen went out and did it themselves. And then, But then he goes, Stephen and I, great, and ready to freaking rat and roll. Look, so suddenly it's got more legitimacy because Blotzer's in the picture?
2: Or that the drummer that they used for their stuff was so bad that only Blotzer can play drums for Rat?
1: Yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm not... Uh, confusing Neil Peart and Bobby Blotzer in <laughs> <laughs> you're not playing hemispheres dude <laughs> um, I don't know uh, you know Steven did an interview recently and, and, he, and he said you know he didn't in hindsight he wishes he hadn't done those shows uh, with Juan and he, it's just not the same and I don't it, there's probably a lot of money being offered to them but I mean Warren Martini is the Yeah, he's
2: living the, in his palace made of chocolate He doesn't need to come out of it. Married
1: to uh, the Mars candy heiress.
2: And we've talked about this before. In order for Warren to come back, it would have to be something extraordinarily fun for him to do. Like, he would have to say, oh, man, that sounds amazing. We should do that. I don't see anything any of those guys could possibly say to him that would make him go, yeah, you know what? That sounds amazing. We need to do that
1: i'll tell you one thing that may make it a possibility and this is just me spitballing but with brett michaels talking about wanting to do solo shows next year um and they've already made it clear that motley and def leppard intend on hitting europe next year could it be rat be the replacement maybe hmm i think warren would get out of his house to do that
2: yeah probably probably stadiums
1: yeah i think he would do it
2: yeah i bet so see that makes it worthwhile It doesn't do anything for Warren, who, like you said, is a millionaire. And, you know, he he doesn't need rat. Blotzer, on the other hand, could really use some of that rat money right now.
1: Yeah, he he wants to take a break from cleaning carpets all the time.
2: Is that what he does?
1: That's what I heard. (laughs) I don't know if it's true. Uh,
2: Nowadays, the way it goes, a lot of these bands, a lot of people, musicians that we really look up to that aren't on that upper echelon level... Probably do have day jobs. I think I, re- I read that King's X all have different jobs that they do.
1: Blotzer said, "I'm cool, sort of in retirement. Just been playing golf, working on my suntan, my swimming pool, helping raise my girlfriend's two kids, raising my girlfriend's two kids, raising my dogs and cats. I'm bored, and at the same time, I want to play. So maybe he's living off Rat royalties. I just heard it. I heard a rumor that he was that he owned like a carpet cleaning business. I could be wrong. But,
2: Why not? You know, yeah. if you got the money." own a carpet. That I don't, that doesn't mean he's the one in there cleaning the carpets. No, it's just a, it's just a funny visual. <laughs> it could be, who knows, you know? Nothing wrong with it, I don't think.
1: Now Mr. Blotzer, when you do this room, make sure you go round and round.
2: Yeah. I always yeah. go round and round. There's no other way. But I'm sure he still gets pretty decent checks from back in the day, right? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm just goofing on him. But no, I yeah, I'm sure he's I I doubt he's that hard up for money. I don't know, but I don't know. It, it might work out that I mean, I could see if if they got the offer to do stadium shows, I could see Warren being like, all right, I'll do that.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. And that would be awesome. I'd like to see that.
1: Here's some news that was kind of surprising to me. You know, the NFL season kicks off this Thursday, as of this recording, with the Thursday night game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills happening at SoFi Stadium. And Ozzy Osbourne is going to perform the halftime
2: show. That's super cool. Hopefully it's a tryout for the Super Bowl. No,
1: oh, we should only be lo- so lucky, but I, man, I don't, is Ozzy up to this stuff? I don't know, man. It's uh,
2: just it. the halftime show. He's not going on tour. It's just the halftime. Was that, three songs? Yeah, probably. Ozzy yeah. can handle three songs. Like you said, he just did the thing with Tony Iommi not too long ago.
1: Yeah, but I also found out he was like strapped to something holding him up for yeah. that. Yeah. Like, he's, I mean, there's photos of him walking around with a cane. I mean, I I'm I think it's great that he's doing it if he wants to do it, but it's just, I don't know, I just worry about Ozzy. I just, I just hope he's getting the rest he needs when he needs to rest, you know? Yeah. But it, it's still cool, though, that the NFL, the first game of the season, and they're bringing a metal legend up there, so that, you know, hey, at least it's not a rapper.
2: That's super cool, man. Like I said, you know, we've been saying for years, look at who's been playing the halftime shows for the last, good number of years you know rarely is it something cool every once in a while but rarely is it something cool when you've got ozzy out there and you've got these bands that could do it you know that people love all the bands that you play during the game you know yeah so yeah. i don't know but that's awesome man i think it's super cool i'm excited for his new album i heard the song with zach that just came out
1: i haven't heard it yet i'm, I'm i looking like forward it. To it i like it a
2: lot yeah Awesome. Super yeah. excited for the new Izzy album next week.
1: Well, they've de- they've definitely done their due diligence on promoting this thing. I mean, they, he's he's everywhere these days. Although I heard they're, him and Sharon are doing another uh, reality show.
2: <laughs> I guess if people will watch it, I probably won't watch it. I catch the one he does with Jack every once in a while
1: yeah that's pretty good and i i went on i was on youtube the other day and i stumbled upon an old episode of the osbornes and i I watched it and i'm like you know this was pretty this is a pretty funny show for what it was there's going to be arenas filled with hungry women next year
2: hungry women
1: because Manowar has recruit, recruited Shred Legend Michelangelo Batio to play guitar for the band on their Crushing the Enemies of Metal tour next year. There's going to be so many women in the audience, it's going to be insane.
2: Oh, man, it's going to be a real vag fest.
1: Oh, totally. There's nothing gay about this at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I'd go to that. I mean, Michael uh, Michelangelo too. Batio, man, he's an insane guitar player.
1: Oh, he's a legend.
2: Yeah, no, he's just, got the I, crazy guitar. I wonder if he's going to bring that out.
1: Oh, you know he is. I wonder if he, he's
2: going to wear loincloth.
1: Well, that's the, that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. Oh, no, okay. Nobody needs to see that. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be 60 now, right? I
2: mean, <laughs> yeah, I would say all them guys are up there in age. I don't yeah. think they wear... Did they ever wear the loincloths on stage?
1: In the early days, I think they wore them. You're not at, I'm not a man-of-war expert, no. so I couldn't tell you. Okay. Somebody will probably scold me in the comments section for making a joke, but that's all right.
2: I actually um, like Man of War quite a bit.
1: I like some I of their they're
2: stuff.
1: Awesome. Yeah, they're, you know, very over the top. But, I mean, they're an over the top band, so Michelangelo Badio is perfect to uh, to fill in on guitar for them. It should be an interesting show.
2: Are they playing in the States?
1: No, nah, it's just in Europe.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Dang yeah. it. I see. I would have went to that. That sounds pretty cool to me. I've never seen Man of War.
1: They, they hardly ever play the States. I guess there's not much demand for them, but
2: uh, yeah,
1: it's cool that he's joining them, though. That, that's definitely a, a headline grabber. I saw that, and I was like, oh, i got to make a joke about how many women are going to be in the audience. Well,
2: what happened yeah. to Ross the Boss?
1: I don't think he's in the band anymore. Oh. I think they had a falling out. Him and Joey DeMeo don't like each other.
2: Yeah, I guess that's one of the things. They've been together for a long time. I've heard stories about Ross the Boss. Well,
1: me, too. I mean, I've heard stories about Joey DeMeo, too. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> There's a band that deserves a documentary. Yeah, 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 definitely. Did you see the big? Uh, I should the truly a big reveal for uh, Joe Lynn Turner this past couple of weeks.
2: I did, man. He looked freaking awesome in those photos.
1: I think it's cool that he that he ditched the wig after all these years.
2: I guess I never really thought about it. I had no idea it was a wig.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I, that, that's been kind of like the, the, the. I think people kind of poke fun at that for years. Yeah. But, I mean, I. But I didn't know the reason behind it. I, I, he was par- apparently has been wearing a wig since he was 14 because he has uh, alopecia. Oh, wow. And it causes uh, hair loss. So I he's been- sp- and
2: I suppose back then nobody was going to give some bald kid a chance singing for a metal band. You had to be good looking. He was good looking enough. But mm. back then, I mean, as funny as it sounds, you had to have long hair.
1: He had to wear a wig because he was having emotional and psychological damage from bullying he went through in school. Like, he, he yeah. went very open on the announcement and everything. And, you know, I, I, I'm i happy to say most of the feedback for, for, for him on this was, you know, people have been kind about it. And like, yeah. oh, good, you did that. There's still some dicks out there that really? just have to poke fun. Yeah. And it's just it bugs me. It's just like, you know, I, and I get it. But like alopecia, that's something he had no control
2: over. Right. You know?
1: And I, I think it's a, it's a brave thing that he, that he finally just says, fuck it, I'm taking this thing off.
2: Yeah, probably at this point, he probably looked around and said, you know, it doesn't even matter anymore. Why am I still doing this? You know, it's such a pain in the ass. I got to wear this hair hat everywhere I go, you know, yeah no fun
1: yeah and he uh he released a single for the new upcoming solo album called mm-hmm. belly of the beast and uh it's, he still sounds great i mean that guy yeah. could fucking sing
2: yeah always was a good singer that's why every he was so popular and sang for so many different bands because everybody wanted him.
1: so yeah good on you joe lynn turner it's good to uh I, i'm excited for that record i want to hear the whole thing but yeah because of the single i heard i was like well, that was very impressive so i'll be it should be interesting
2: right on heck yeah
1: i like it so, As you alluded to earlier in the show, Doug Pinnock has uh, come out in an interview and said that King's X has never been profitable. He says they they all have to do outside things to make ends meet. And uh, this was, I mean, nobody ever accused King's X of raking in tons of dough. But uh, this quote, though, uh, it really shows how hard it is for these guys. He says, it's never been profitable. We've never recouped all the money that the record companies put into us. Even our current label, we owe them a couple hundred thousand because they haven't recouped from the last couple of records atlantic wow. record is atlantic records we owe five five million or four million to something like that i'm not sure it's in the million somewhere they spent on us and he says everybody that's ever signed us has always lost money so we've never made any money off of record sales the only way we make a living is going on tour and hopefully when people come see us play we'll get a paycheck for that and merchandise and king's x fans love to buy our merch because they know that that's what supports us but other than that sometimes well not sometimes we all have to do outside things to make ends meet
2: that's wild man i i don't understand it you know they they had all that every like you said you know five million dollars worth behind them because the people at the record company said these guys are fucking amazing you know their songs are so good they have to... What is it? We put a little money behind it. All it's going to take is people to notice it, people to pick up on it, you know? And you do. You put the money behind it, you push it. What? You know? What yeah. happened? I don't... I'll never understand. It's
1: got to be a very frustrating existence, because, especially because, you know, their hardcore fans just worship these guys. And you're thinking, if I we can connect with this group of people, why can't we connect on a wider scale with people? um and they deserve to i mean they're always kind of known as the musicians band but yeah but uh but i mean there are some good catchy songs in the catalog but i don't know and it's not i don't think it's a lack of push from record companies because I i remember when they did woodstock 94 king's x was kind of like the big surprise band of that whole festival you know like they they took everybody by shock and then they did pretty good but i guess i mean you know to borrow from devin and Baco, um they are kind of perfectly rated you know they're not yeah. none of their songs were going to be giant radio hits so it's just it's that's the existence but if you ever get a chance to see king's x in concert even if you don't like the songs, go see them live and i think they will win you over
2: maybe it's the weird name maybe king's x is too weird well you know they were
1: kind of sort of <clears throat> christian in their early days and the name is kind of based on king's x as in cross yeah. and that was and also coming from texas you know was they weren't coming from la or new york so they right. were they they stood out a little bit with all that said haven't really liked the new record so far but uh i need to dig into it more but i gave it a spin the other day and i was like eh it's just not not my favorite record of theirs but uh i do wish him the best but yeah that that was kind of sad to see him be that honest about it and see how dire it is for them that's got to be yeah. tough
2: but then again they're still out there doing it just enough like they said when they go out on tour they got their hardcore fans that are always going to come see them they're always going to buy the merch that gnome them, love them respect them enough to know this is what's keeping this band going and yeah. get out there and support them you know and Sometimes it's, you know, quality over quantity because you could have a million shitty fans. Wouldn't you rather have, you know, 2,500 amazing ones?
1: You would think so, yeah. I
2: guess it depends on if you're at work or not, you (laughs) know, and your job (laughs) sucks. You go, damn it, you know, why?
1: Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I'm working at the hardware store, but hey, our fans are dedicated. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and it's not like they were Mm. like big druggies and shit and pissed it all away or anything. It's no, crazy. No. King's X is a crazy
1: thing. Uh, right. Do you want to do your segment before yeah. we do a couple yeah.
2: stories? Yeah, let's do some uh, Rockstar birthdays. I got some other stuff I'm going to add to it. I, I think I'm expanding my, uh, my segment a little bit. But let's start, start out, let's start out with some Rockstar birthdays. Now, I got to go back because it was, I don't know, that one new noise was kind of out of the time loop a little bit by some. And I missed Jay Shabluski. Felt terrible about it because when I was putting together my list, I didn't see his name. And I see all these other people, so I had them. After the episode's recorded, then he's on there thanking everybody for the birthday wishes. I was like, oh, man, not Jay Shabluski. How could I overlook him? Yeah. That's our dude. You know, he he keeps us in beers at Rockin' Pod.
1: Well, I, w- I was going to say, I feel like an ass, too, because I didn't remember because... Every time I think about Rockin' Pod, I think, well, it's Jay Shablu'ski's birthday time because yeah. that's that's what always is gift to himself. And I remember when I changed the dates, I was like, oh, man, I hope Jay Shabooski still oh, comes because yeah. it's not on his birthday weekend anymore.
2: You have two um, birthdays this year.
1: So happy belated, my friend.
2: Yeah. So then here's a couple other ones we kind of missed in the in-between time. Got to wish our good friend Paul Korn happy birthday on the second. You know, Paul Korn, such a cool dude. He was a... Friend of ours from pretty much the very beginning. He loved and respected us so much that he found this beautiful woman and he wanted to marry her. Yep. But before he did, he brought her to Tennessee and had Chris and I, you know, check her out and mm-hmm. gave our blessing. And he accepted the blessing and they've been living the dream ever since.
1: Well, we didn't so much give our blessing as we did badger him to marry her over and over again when he was in town.
2: <laughs> You'd be a fool not to. <laughs>
1: he kept looking at us like, you guys are assholes. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: we had fun. Him. Paul Corn's awesome dude. Yes, he is. Longtime friend of ours. Uh, Roger Waters from the Pink Floyd celebrates a birthday on the 6th, born in 1943. Um, on the 9th, fellow podcaster and good friend of the show, Andy Shaw, celebrating a birthday. Got a couple of birthdays on the 10th. Got Joe Perry celebrating a birthday, born in 1950. And our good friend, luckiest man on earth, Mark Milner, celebrating a birthday on the 10th.
1: Oh, cool. Love Marky.
2: Yeah, good dude. Whenever it's Rockin' Pod, like, or anything, any concert or anything you're going to where they're giving away raffle prizes,
1: yeah, he'll win.
2: He'll he'll walk out with an armful of stuff, you know? Like, well, thanks, everybody. I'm going to go, you know, rent a trailer and get my prizes (laughs) home. Then on the 11th, Tommy Shaw from Styx, born in 1953, celebrating a birthday. Our good friend, John Astronomy, celebrating a birthday on the 12th. Dave Mustaine got a new Megadeth album. He's celebrating a birthday on the 13th, 1961. Dave was born. Our good friend, and also Rock and Metal Combat Podcast from year number one. Their VIP that came with them. Scott Stein celebrating a birthday on the 14th. Happy birthday, Scott and then uh let's see i don't know how much further to go ahead we got uh, chuck g from eight balls having a birthday on the 15th john billings from right here in town he's been at rocket pod with us celebrating a birthday on the 16th and another rocket pod alumni steven shereau from kick tracy and zen from mars if you guys haven't heard that new zen from mars stuff that's pretty cool celebrating a birthday on the 16th so i guess that's as far as we'll go on that one it's
1: like a separate geeks of the week list (laughs)
2: yeah happy birthday rock stars yeah but i was thinking since we wish happy birthdays to the rock stars on the new noise in the aaron camaro segment thought we ought to take also the time to remember those that we have lost in the time frame of this and you know this week for us number one right here at the Decibel Geek Podcast we're celebrating the anniversary. I guess you don't call it celebrating it, but remembering our awesome friend, Rock and Ron Runyon.
1: Yeah.
2: Lost him on September 5th of 2021. Huge part of the show, you know, came to us and said, hey, I love what you guys are doing. I want to help. And then took our Decibel Geek TV and turned it into this amazing thing where he's out getting amazing videos of live performances of all the bands that we love, and loading it on to Despicable Geek TV. And then all of a sudden, what goes from just kind of a afterthought to us becomes like this massive thing that's got all these followers. And it was all built up by Rock and Ron, you know. And it was so much fun just to be his friend, you know, and to see all the happiness that he got from what he was doing with Decibel Geek TV and man I think of him all the time still. I mean a year Me is a year, but I mean I got a feeling I'm gonna be thinking about rock and Ron for the rest of my life because he was such an important part of my life. Yeah. And you know, like the times going down to Atlanta and trying to get the, the first photo of Vinnie Vincent and mm-hmm. you know rock and Ron waiting on a bus, you know, at the bar <laughs> <laughs> And the and the fun at the Rockin' Pods when he would come to town and you know yep. a one of a kind guy love him with all my heart miss the hell out of him and I know you do too
1: yeah I just I posted about it and it just I miss his his goofy ass sense of humor and his way of ball busting us on a yeah, regular basis yeah. and uh, that nobody could nobody could make me question things like Ron could because he he would be so convincing on making it out like he's upset about something and then yeah. it, driving me into hysterics yeah. and then. Calling me up and laughing at me, going, "I was totally kidding." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He he was a master at at fucking with my head. Yeah, um, he was And I that. loved him for it though, because it was it, it was just like having another brother. You know, it was. And then uh, of course all the Friday Night Lives and all the, yeah. the the crazy stuff he would do when he was drinking his jaeger Yeah. Um. The, the, like you know the headdress that he wore that one yes. time. Um. But uh. Yeah, he. He could never fail to make us laugh, but also, you know, it, it. we all developed, like, such a great friendship with him. And also, you know, everyone that follows us wound up following him and falling in love with him. He, he's just an unforgettable person, you know.
2: And helped yeah. bring and create my favorite episode of Decibel Geek Podcast ever.
1: Yeah, another example of busting yeah. my balls. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was amazing. <laughs> if you're new to the show and you don't know about that one, go back to the quarantine sessions and... Look for the one with Rock and Ron Runyon. Play a little Beat the Geek. Little uh, shenanigans going on there.
1: <laughs> totally had me fooled, too.
2: Funniest thing you'll ever hear, I swear. I could put that on right now and laugh my ass off. Maybe I yeah. will. Yeah. I think I'm going to re-listen too. to that this week.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of a kind for sure, and yeah. uh, we're going to miss him. But, you know, he left such a mark on all of us that we all think about him pretty often. So, yeah, yeah. I'm... Uh, i'm gonna keep thinking back to him we all we got all that recorded evidence of 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 how great he was so go back and listen to that stuff when you guys get a chance
2: you know now ron's got little grandbabies, and someday they'll grow up and they'll get to know exactly what a crazy guy their granddad was (laughs) let's
1: make sure they're about 17 18 before they listen to that
2: yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh man love that guy miss him so much Uh, Other people that we got to remember around this time of year, on the uh, 7th, think about Keith Moon from The Who, one of the most legendary drummers of all time, passed away in 1978. Do you know about a guy named Jeff Benholt?
1: Wasn't he connected to Black Sabbath?
2: Yes. This is fascinating. So I only learned about this guy while putting together a little research for uh, Rockstar Death Days. And Jeff Fenholt was an actor and a singer who played the lead role in the Broadway version of Jesus Christ Superstar, would later on, in that weird time where Sabbath was just kind of Tony Iommi and everybody else was gone, would sing some stuff, and they recorded it, and there was demos, and it looked like he was going to be the lead singer of the band. And then by the time what became, I believe, I think they were talking about Seven Star... It was, you know, so far different from what it began as to what it ended up like. It wasn't even supposed to be a Sabbath album. It was supposed to be Tony Iommi. Yeah. But this guy, he went from being a part of the inner circle and almost the lead singer of Black Sabbath to becoming like a super successful televangelist.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing about that. It's
2: kind of a fascinating story. But if anybody remembers him, his anniversary of his passing is on the 10th back in 2019. Um, on the thirteenth, remember Eddie Money. We don't talk about Eddie Money a whole lot on Decibel Geek because he's just kind of like, I don't know, on the border between yeah. rock and yacht rock. You know, we try to stay to the rock, but I gotta imagine Eddie Money's got some little bit harder rock and stuff. Should we do a heavier side of Eddie Money someday?
1: I wouldn't mind giving it a shot. I mean, I like the radio hits he had. Pretty much all of them. I yeah. none of them. I'll turn off if they come on the radio.
2: And he passed away on the 13th in 2019. Now, this I found interesting. September 15th is a bad day for rock and roll. On the 15th in 2004, we lost Johnny Ramone. Mm -hmm. On the 15th in 2008, we lost Richard Wright from Pink Floyd. And then on the 15th in 2019, we lost Rick Ocasek from The Cars. So all three of those guys share the same death day. That would have been a good question for Beat the Geek.
1: Yeah, what we need, we have to do Beat the Geek again sometime.
2: Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, we'll also go up to about the sixteenth on this one in nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, Mark Bolan passes mm. away.
1: Yeah, horrible death there.
2: Was yeah. that a car crash?
1: Yeah, a car accident. Yeah, his mm. yeah.
2: And it was a bad one. I've seen pictures of the car.
1: Enjoy your enjoy your rock rock and roll friends and idols while you can.
2: Yep, they're not around forever, and you're good friends. Love and appreciate them, your family. Yeah. Tell them you love them, you know, because you just never know. So let's talk about now new music. Yeah. So Blind Guardian came out with a new album on the 2nd called The God Machine, and then we talked about it a little bit earlier. Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead came out on the 2nd. Have you got that?
1: I've, I have streamed it. I liked what I've heard so far.
2: I went and got the CD. I got it from Target with the bonus track on it. I'm digging it. It's been in the car with me the last couple of days. Been jamming it everywhere I go. Unfortunately, at Target, they did not have the album released on the same day. We talked about them, too. King's X, Three Sides of One. I heard the single. Didn't really care for it too much. Heard a bunch of bad reviews. I'm really not jumping to try to go find that one so fast, I guess. But... I mean, it's still King's X, so there's got to be at least some good stuff on there.
1: I need to give it a few more spins.
2: Yeah, sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes you listen to something new, and it kicks you in the head right from the very beginning, like the new Megadeth. Other times, there's been plenty of albums that I listen to the first time and go, eh. But then I listen to it another time and go, you know what, I didn't catch that last time. I, I hear this now, you know, I hear it a little differently, and you end up loving it. So that could be the case with that. So before the end... Of the year, definitely, I'll be checking out that King's X album to see. Because I would think any other time on paper, King's X would make one of our year-end list for the best albums of 2022.
1: Probably not this year.
2: Yeah, well, we've got a good one coming out on the 9th. Yeah, we've been waiting for this one for a while. Patient number 9 by Ozzy Osbourne. The songs yeah. I've heard so far, I've heard two of them. I love them both. I'm pretty excited for this new album. Then look forward to September 16th where we get a new album by Clutch. It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, too. It's called Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. Get it together. If there's other bands out there that got new albums coming out that I missed because this is all a work in progress, let us know if we missed anything. And I will look forward to keeping you guys updated on birthdays, death days, new albums, and who knows what else?
1: A couple more stories left to go. I just thought this was interesting. On September 11th in Charlotte, North Carolina, Ricky Rackman is going to do his very first live speaking engagement. It's called One Foot in the Gutter. It's an intimate evening of stories, tales, and true life fables from Ricky himself about growing up in Hollywood and the Cat House and Headbangers Ball and all that stuff. So uh, if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, so it's, it should be a pretty interesting thing.
2: Ricky's gonna get his ass canceled.
1: <laughs> oh, with all the stories he's gonna share.
2: <laughs> if it's truly a tell all, if that's what the tease is, yeah. he's gonna get himself and half of the people that had residences near the Sunset Strip in nineteen eighty eight all canceled. Oh. Can't tell those stories nowadays. You gotta keep that a secret. <laughs>
1: If I was him, I would go go up on stage and I would say, I have seen things, unspeakable things. (laughs) Good night. Thanks
2: for coming. (laughs) And you know what? I bet that's true.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he's seen some pretty crazy shit. Oh,
2: you know it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I love Ricky Rackman.
1: Yeah, I wish him the best. Hopefully he'll do that in other cities. I think he would probably do pretty well with that. He's a good
2: storyteller. I guess once you do it once, if it's out there, then, I mean, what do you do? Tell the same stories the next night in a different town? See, I don't
1: know, works for Henry Rollins.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So a
1: couple more uh, on uh, the GNR-centric podcast called Appetite for Distortion. Uh, Skid Row bassist Rachel Bolin spoke about the incessant amount of criticism that he and his bandmates have received in recent years and says, we were under a microscope, and we still are to a degree, but we were under a microscope and the scrutiny was just ridiculous and unwarranted. We were doing what we were doing. We were in a rock band. People were saying, hang it up, give it up. I'd sit there and think, I'm like, it's pretty funny that people were just saying, give it up, hang it up, this and that. It's like, okay, what do you do for a living? Say you're a roofer. Give it up. You know what I mean? You're telling someone to give up something, their passion and all that. He's, he says at first it kind of bothered me, and then in just talking to the other guys, like friends that are in bands, popular bands, they were like, "Dude, go on any message board anywhere. Go on the NASCAR message board. Right. Go on a ba- on a baseball. Go on their message board. Yeah, Oh yeah, if they have one. It's the same shit everywhere. It's the same shit. People just can't help being like that. Some people, not all people, of course, but people just can't help it. Here's their platform to get notice. Whether it's just one sentence, one second, whatever it is, here's their platform to get noticed. And he said, um he essentially just said, you know, how miserable do you have to be that, that that's all you go online and do and troll.
2: Right. No, it's true. I mean, since the birth of the internet, it gave birth to something else called the internet troll, you know, and the troll will say all kinds of stupid bullshit to you online, the kind of stuff they would never say to your face. So, I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's what you're talking about like earlier with Lynn Turner. It's like, Who would be an asshole about something like that? You know, who would think it's funny to put a guy down because of something like that? Because he decided he's not going to wear a wig anymore. So, Mm. fucking what? You know? Yeah. But it's the same thing. You can say whatever the hell you want, knowing that there's absolutely no repercussion, and just do it to be an asshole. And then sit back and laugh when everybody says, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And
1: in fairness, and you know to give the other side i mean look what we do every week you know we we state our opinions on stuff and and also you know we view rock stars and athletes and stuff almost like their characters you know sure. it's 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 like you're talking about you know heroes and villains in movies but yeah. they're real people with real <clears> jobs <throat> but you know you grow up obsessing over rock and roll music or the green bay packers or the kansas city chiefs or whoever and you you feel like you have a right as a fan to point out flaws or when you don't like something, and I do think you have that right. I, right I think sure if you're passionate about it that's fine it's I think he's referring more to the people that they never were a skid Row fan in the first place right. and they're just getting their jollies on saying ah you guys fucking suck you know right. so sure.
2: that's like like you say like a, a Minnesota Vikings fan getting on a Packer fan group you know and getting in there and driving everybody nuts or you yeah know, like, like sinking Stanley, you know <laughs> driving Paul Stanley completely insane, I'm sure you know, yeah, and but does he have the right to do it? yeah, he sure does, sure he you does. know when we talk about kiss, we talk about them. you know, from their legendary days, and we talk about him with such respect and reverence, and we talk about kiss nowadays, and it's totally different conversation. do we got the right to say what we think we do, you know sure. but. I mean, you know, tell somebody, oh, you need to fucking give it up. You know, you you can go you can go do whatever the hell you want to do. You know, if we say Kiss should have hung it up a long time ago, I mean, it doesn't really hold anything because it's just an opinion, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, they're not, I mean, they're not going to do it on whatever I say. And I always tell people that still love the ver- new version of Kiss and support it, go see them have fun, Right. you know? Just for me personally, I'm not going to go see him live again. But,
2: but it makes me know. feel sad for the person. Like, we'll use Lynn Turner again for an example. I hope like hell that Joel Turner is not the kind of guy that's going to see, you know, a thousand comments that are supportive and, you know, say you're awesome for doing that, you know, and you're awesome anyway, then that's cool too or whatever. And then look at the 50 that are people just being assholes and go, fuck yeah
1: (laughs) i do take a look in the mirror myself sometimes and i'm like am i being a prick on the show i don't know you know sometimes
2: sometimes, (laughs) yeah
1: sometimes i am and then you know so i'm probably a hypocrite completely on this so i mean you know i i'm not the arbiter of taste and what's good and what's bad it's just you listen to us to hear our opinions and if you agree with them great if you don't that's great i don't care
2: that's right nobody should just go hang it up unless the decibel geek podcast tells them to
1: Oh, I'm not saying that at all.
2: <laughs> and there ain't too many we say should hang it up because most of them still got the goods. Skid Row, they got the goods. If they're yeah. out there having a good time, good. go do it. You know, yeah. is my favorite Skid Row the Skid Row from when I was young? Of course mm-hmm. it is. You know, that's the stuff I grew up with. Would I love it in a perfect world to have that again? Well, of course, but yeah. it's impossible to have that again. So it is what it is. Do I think if if Skid Row, if Rachel Bolan and Snake, and those guys, if they can't get back together with Spash Bach, then they shouldn't even be out there doing it. That's bullshit. Because these right. guys can do whatever the fuck they want. Sure. And I'm really looking forward to that new album because I want to hear more of it. Like This is the one this year, I think, that the songs that have come out have really felt like a tease. Like I really want to hear that whole album because yeah, I'm not too. sure how I feel about those first couple of songs. I like them. Mm-hmm. But then I'm not sure, you know, it's, I think it's just pretty good. Okay. And I really want to know what the rest of the album's like.
1: Yeah. And I really want to see them live too. Hopefully they come here. Yeah. Um, Last story and uh, Tommy Lee just can't get out of our way. Did you hear he pulled his wiener out on stage recently?
2: Uh, No. Uh -uh. Last wiener talk we had about Tommy Lee was I think on the last new noise.
1: Well, he just can't keep his wiener in his pants. Um,
2: Everybody loves Tommy Lee's wiener.
1: Yeah, well, apparently they were at SoFi Stadium in L.A. on the stadium tour, and uh, before going into playing Home Sweet Home, which is, of course, the song where all the dicks come out, um, he said, uh, some of you might have heard this before, but a couple weeks ago we had a break on this tour, and I went to some fucking island in Bora Bora, and I got fucking loose, drunk as fuck, fucking wobbler. What's his favorite word? Um, I fucking fell the fuck off. So what happened is I got all drunk, took a bunch of pictures of my dick, tossed them up on Instagram, and so I figured they took them down from Instagram, and you guys want to see my wiener. So you want to see this shit? Is that a yeah? All right, let's go. Let me show you my fucking wiener. You ready? There it is. And he pulled out a live dachshund from his pants. For real? Yeah, he pulled a, a wiener dog out like of his pants. Like a real dog? A real dog.
2: Okay. It's <laughs> some kind of Tommy Lee humor that I guess I just don't understand. I mean, I get it. It's a wiener dog, but that seems like a lot of joke for... Not a whole lot of punchline at the end. Like, you really got to work for that one because you're like, this is going to be so funny. At first, I need to find a dachshund. You know, and now I found a dachshund. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to get this thing in my pants and walk out there and hold it in my pants. This is going to be fucking awesome. So I'm going to hold it in my pants and then I'm going to get the crowd excited like they're going to show my dick. And they're like, this is going to be so great, you know, and then I'm going to pull out the dog and say, look, it's a wiener dog. And somebody said, that's not fucking funny, Tommy.
1: Well, if you think that's bad, imagine how the dog felt.
2: Exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, the dog is an unwilling participant in this really funny joke in Tommy Lee's mind. Like, he's got to be dying laughing, going, this is going to be the funniest thing ever.
1: The poor dog's probably got a snake wrapped around its neck inside of his fucking pants for like five minutes before he can come out. I mean, that's got to be miserable.
2: Yeah, some kind of of psychological torture, I think.
1: But... Nothing like a good dick joke to end this week's new noise week.
2: Yeah. Got to love it. There you have it. The good, the bad, the stupid, the ridiculous. It's all here in the world of rock and roll. And we're happy to bring it to you every single week. This has been decibel geek new noise. See you. See ya.
0: Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.